the man that says what the people need to hear. Somebody need to hear this. That's right. He's going to be bringing you the word each and every week. You better not only be ready, but stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The time is up. It's the moment you've been waiting for. He's here. It's the Raw and Uncut Podcast with Pastor Radden. Service starts now. Oh, amen, 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 amen. Um, <clears throat> praise the Lord, everybody. Getting ready to start another Bible study on this evening. Amen. If we happen to get disconnected for any reason, just stay tuned and I'll try and come back in if I haven't finished as soon as possible. I don't know what's been going on sometimes. The phone, I have a tendency to go out um, sometimes. But amen. Praise the Lord. Good to be back. Um, I had to go overseas for a little while for my daughter's vacation. My daughter's vacation. My daughter's wedding. Amen. My daughter's wedding was in the Bahamas and we just came back the other day. Amen. It was a fairly good time there. Amen. Amen. Everything went off without a hitch as far as that's concerned. Amen. Amen. It was quite an experience. My first time going over there. <clears throat> Haven't flew on a plane since 1997. So we're talking about 26, 27 years, something like that. Last time I've been on a plane, it was my wife's first time going. But other than that, God is great. Had a safe trip over there and a safe back. Kept us covered with his precious blood while we were there. Amen. No hurt, harm, or danger. Amen. Got a lot of time to spend with my grandbaby, my six-month-old grandbaby because he's up in Charlotte and I'm here so I don't be able to see him that often. So spend a lot of time with him. Amen. God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. We're going to go ahead and open up our Bible study. God bless you, Sister Patterson. Amen. We're going to go ahead and go into a word of prayer. Then we're going to go ahead into our lesson on this evening. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this day, God. We thank you, Father God, for your mercy and your grace. We thank you, Father God, for your love and kindness. We thank you, Father God, hallelujah, God, for covering us with your blood, keeping us all day long, traveling mercy in Jesus' holy name, watching over us and those that was working on a job in Jesus' holy name, God. Lord, you are great and greatly to be praised, Lord. Thank you for another opportunity to come before your people via social media. Amen and bring a word to glorify your holy name. God, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you use me, Lord, that the people of God will not just see me, but they will see you in me, Father God, because it's not about me. It's all about you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we love you and we praise you. We give you all honor and glory, God, because you are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Deaconess. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Yes, I did try something different, uh, Deaconess. Amen. Uh, amen. Uh, my wife, she'll probably tell you I tried some new thing. Everybody know how I am. I'm only I only eat certain things. I'm very finicky, very picky eater and whatnot. You over there with a lot of that Caribbean stuff. I know a lot of you all love it. It's just me, you know. But I did eat a couple of little things. Amen. Over there and whatnot. And yes, it was good. I enjoyed it. Amen. The headbanger, old army buddy of mine, uh, Jameson. What's going on, man? Amen. Haven't seen that brother since 
whew, long time, many, many years. Amen. It was Germany and was fortunate enough to see him again at Fort Knox, Kentucky. Amen. Thank God for all of you. My honey brown sugar, my wife tuning in. God bless you all. Amen. Hallelujah. Minister Coleman. Amen. Bless your holy name. Thank you all for tuning in. Amen. I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Amen. I will acknowledge those that come in because I thank God for them for taking time out to to uh, be with me on this evening. Amen. I like to acknowledge those when they're coming on. Amen. Amen. There's a lot going on in this world today. Amen. A lot of people know it, a lot of wars and different things. One mighty man of God, Harold Reed. God bless you, Harold. Thank you for tuning in. Unfortunately, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I'll let that slide right now. There's a lot of things that's going on, amen, in this world. We know you got Russia and Ukraine still going at it. You don't even hardly hear nothing about them anymore because of what's going on with Israel and, and Hamas on the Gaza Strip and everything. But it's time. I told you this a while back. It's time to get your house in order. A lot of things is going on in this world. The Bible said there will be wars and rumors of wars. You got four different um, entities, four different nations. And I know sometimes they don't, uh, Hamas might not call themselves a nation, but you get what I'm talking about. Russia, human, uh, Russia, Ukraine, Israel, the Gaza people, the Gaza nation. Amen. Um, it's a lot going on. Amen. It's a lot going on. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless your name. We'll do. We'll do Jameson. Amen. It's a lot going on in this world and we got to get our stuff together. Amen. Bless your holy name, God. And I was looking at a parable in the Bible when it went about inviting people to the feast to eat and how people made excuses. So this is like when you're inviting people to church or inviting people to salvation to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. People make excuses. Some people do. Amen. About coming to church or accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm not ready right now or I'm, you know, I'm having too much fun or whatever the case may be. Or I may come to church, you know, or whatnot, but we'll see. I mean, you can go everywhere else, but why can't you go in the house of the Lord just for a little while? Ain't nothing but a couple of hours, an hour and a half, depending on the service that you go to. Amen. You know, a lot of that stereotype and rumors, you know, you don't go to church at 11 o'clock and get out at three and all of that mess. I don't know who do that. Now, maybe they did that back in the 80s and the 70s, but in 2000, in the 2000s, don't nobody do that. You won't have nobody there. It's some, maybe some of the real old school mothers and all of that there. But this new generation is not trying to sit in church, no three and four and five hours. It's not going to happen and whatnot. So don't let that fool you. Amen. Most people, most of the time it's about a two hour service for the most part. For the most part, depending on where you go. Amen. And some people still yet make excuses. They go by comedians, make a lot of jokes about spending hours and hours in the church and always giving money and pastors. All they want is money and all this type of foolishness. Amen. But you know what? Judgment Day is coming. Judgment Day is coming. Hallelujah. God, will you go stand before God? Amen. And if you think just because you was a good person, hallelujah, God, that you give some money to the poor, you feed the homeless, or you never molested a child, you never sexually assaulted another woman, you're not a homosexual, whatever the case may be. You just think that you're just going to make it in off of that alone. Well, I got news for you. It doesn't work that way. You will not get into heaven from just your good works. Amen. And just by being a good person, you get into heaven by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior and living a holy lifestyle. That's how you get in. But first thing is first, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And this parable in the book of Luke in the 14th chapter, Jesus is going to he's given a parable about how a man just went out and invited people to come to his big feast. A lot of us, we love to eat. We love that. If somebody will tell you that 
what's the day, Wednesday, uh, Saturday coming. You know, we're having a big cookout, man. We got some some ribs, some fish, some chicken, and different things and whatnot, and all the sides that we like to eat. Um, you know, especially you, you know, you're non-alcoholic for uh, for those uh, true Christians that don't uh, food any alcohol and whatnot. You know, they let we got plenty of soda, we got plenty of water. We got all you got to do is just bring yourself. You ain't got to bring nothing. Just bring yourself and your appetite. Bring your spouse along. If you're not doing anything. Depending on whoever the person, more than likely you would probably go just to have something to do, to get out the house, to eat some food and whatnot like that. Well, this was a feast. And he said, everything is here. Just come. That's all the parable was saying was to come and the excuses that people make. You know, some like I said, some people uh, you invite people to have accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And they'll come up with all kinds of issues. They're not split from a man's point of view. They're not ready to stop chasing women yet. They're not ready to stop drinking yet and all of this type of stuff. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name. And it's a sad, sad state of affairs. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Um, a lot of people love being in deep in their sin. A lot of people love the pleasures of sin and they don't want to give that up. Not right now. Some people don't. But I tell you what. You know, the devil ain't stupid. The devil is not going to leave you alone. He's going to keep dangling that carrot in front of your face. He's going to keep dangling them women, that alcohol and all kind of other stuff. He's never going to pull that away. As long as you just chasing it and grabbing after it, he's going to keep it right in front of you. It's going to be you that's going to have to make up your mind and repent and say, all right, I had enough of this foolishness. It's time for me to put my hand to the plow. It's time for me to go to work for the Lord. And like I always say, if I ran hard for the devil, I can run hard for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Amen. 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 I didn't gave up the drinking. I didn't gave up the women chasing all of that type of foolishness, uh, foul language coming out of my mouth, all of that cussing folks out and all that type of mess. Hallelujah. All that's gone. And I thank God for delivering me. Nothing that I did. It's all what Jesus did because Jesus gets all the praise and all the honor. And not only am I a witness to that, you can ask my beautiful wife. She will tell you the change that she has seen in me because if anybody have seen me at my worst, it's her. She heard all the foul language. She saw the going out to the clubs. She saw all of that type of stuff. She witnessed me passing out drunk and all of that type of stuff. She's seen all of that when we first met and started getting together. Amen. Fornicating and all of that foolishness before we both uh, accepted Jesus Christ. She did first. Amen. But I was still out there doing things. But I thank God for deliverance. Amen. Hallelujah, God. And I don't mind telling my testimony. Amen. Because like I said, you don't have to take my word for it. My wife don't have to lie to nobody. I will say you can ask my children, but they were too young to remember all of that. And some of them weren't even born yet when I was doing some of that foolishness. Amen. But my wife was there and she saw all of that type of stuff. Amen. And she saw the change in me through her prayers and dedicating and staying with me when we could have easily got a divorce and separated and went our separate ways back in the early 2000s and all of that type of stuff. Amen. God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. We're going to go ahead and get into this word here. Amen. And look at the excuses. Amen. That that's um, that's being made here. Amen. Um, <clears throat> and the parable says now when one of those who sat at the table with him, this is verse 15 coming out of Luke 14. Amen. And heard these things. He said unto him, blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. And verse 16 says, then he said unto him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many. Here's the parable when it's coming up now and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come for all things are now ready. It's telling you that everything is done. You don't have to do nothing. Just bring yourself. Just come to the feast. Just come. It's just like I'm asking you, I'm accepting, I'm asking you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah, God. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. 
it doesn't cost you a thing. It's not too much that's free in this world. Not too many things is free. But accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And that's in the book of Romans in chapter 10. And 10, 9 and 10, I believe. You get to Romans chapter 10 and read, hallelujah, God. But this, that's that salvation, amen. It doesn't cost nothing. Yes, you're going to have to change your mindset, change your lifestyle. That doesn't cost you any money, nothing. Because everybody wants everything free. Well, guess what? Salvation is free. It doesn't cost you anything. And <clears throat> bless your holy name, God. And it says that, now he's when they say everything is ready, but they all with one accord begin to make excuses. And you should hear what the first excuse is. Now you tell me this. Now, this man was invited to come to the feast. And what he said, I bought a piece of ground or he bought some land. People know how valuable and precious land is. Let's say you got some land. What you go do before you buy the land? He says that I bought a piece of land and I must go see it. I ask you to have me excused. He bought some land. <laughs> now I got to go see it. Key word is he didn't already pay for it and didn't look at the land that he bought. Could have been swamp land, could have been anything. But the point is, you see how lame that excuse is. I bought a piece of land, but now I got to go see it. So please excuse me. What kind of garbage is that? Amen. The, the, the lame excuses that people use. You can go anywhere. You can go to car shows, bike shows. You can go to clubs. You can go to sports bars. You can go to all of these places for hours at a time. But when it comes to the house of the Lord, for two hours, an hour and a half, you can't go. You got an excuse. It's raining outside. It's cold outside. I don't feel like getting up out of this nice warm bed. See, see, winter is coming now. So you really don't have that excuse in the summertime for the most part, late spring, summer. But man, when it starts getting cold and it's 20 degrees outside, or let's just say because it's freezing when it's outside. Let's just say it can be it can be 35 degrees. It can be 40 degrees. It's cold. And the high is going to be 45. It's going to be cold and the wind blowing. You know that. But that bed is good. It's warm. The covers, the house is warm. You don't feel like getting up. And you don't get up. A lot of you just stay right there and don't even move. My God, all what God has done for you. And you go let some cold weather keep you inside the house. Shame on you. My God, God has blessed you to go outside and at least feel the cold when you're working in it all week long. Do you know how many people are bedridden in hospitals or in a bed in the house or someplace like that who can't get up and go outside and even feel any cold air on their skin? It's raining outside. You know how many people can't even feel any rain on their skin because they're cooped up in a bed because they can't move? But yet you have the ability with all your limbs, your arms, your, your legs and everything is working. You can drive and you use excuses. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, Jesus. My God, thank you for that comment. Yes, we must separate ourselves from old things we are once part of. Amen, Minister Coleman. You have to. You got you can't you can't be go back into that foolish. You got to separate. That's why the Bible says we are sanctified. We are set apart for the master's use. Sanctified. Hallelujah, God. And that's how you got to be. You can't be like everybody else. You got to be different. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's not going to happen in one day. 
It's not going to happen in one day. So don't even worry about that. It takes time. I'm not where I am today after one day when I gave my life to Christ. I gave my life to Christ 20 years ago, almost. And I think next month will be 20 years in, October, in November 2003. And here it is, October 2023. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. I was nowhere ready to teach the word of God. Nowhere ready to preach. Was nowhere near where I am today. It takes time. It takes seasoning. It takes dedication. It takes focus for to stay in your word, to stay in church, to get good word, to get good solid advice and whatnot, good counsel from your leaders. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. There's my mighty pastor, the mighty woman of God. God bless you, pastor. Amen for tuning in. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah, God. You have to be separate. Amen. And stop using these excuses not to come into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, God. You know, we're having a big festival. Hallelujah, God. Uh, coming up for uh, restoration in Newberry up here in, uh, in uh, Newberry, a fall festival. Amen. Amen. See, the, the invitation is out there. It's been on social media and all of that. But what would the people in Columbia say? That's too far to drive. I ain't going way up there. You know, you know, whatever, you know, it's a godly celebration going to have hot dogs and candy and all of that stuff. And yes, you are invited. All of you that's on the like, just like Jesus inviting people, inviting people to salvation. I'm inviting you to the fall festival up in Newberry. We'll put the invitation out there because I don't know nothing about Newberry where Vincent Street is, but they got the address where Vincent Street is. It's in the park. It's the fall festival in the park. There'll be plenty of food. There'll be uh, music, candy for the children. Amen. And just a good Holy Ghost, good time. Hallelujah. A lot of stuff supposed to be going on. Music, all of that type of stuff. Amen. Uh, fall festival. Bless your holy name, God. So you have the invite. Don't make excuses. Amen. Unless you are literally, literally, unless it's life and death or something like that, we understand. But you know, hallelujah. If you ain't doing nothing, come on in. Amen. I know football is going on, but football is going to be on all day long as it is on Saturdays. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Amen. 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 <clears throat> As pastors say, that's their stomping ground. So especially anybody up in the upstate and up in uh, Newberry in that area, we definitely need you to come out to that. Hallelujah, God. Another one said, now look what this is another one said. Now that's one excuse. He done bought some land and he need to go see it. What kind of garbage is that? In verse 19, it says, and another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. Amen. Um, you know, you had a lot of farmers. It might be a farmer. He's looking for some animals to pull the plow and all of that type of stuff. I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask that you uh, please excuse me. I may I be excused. You done bought some animals to pull your plow and whatnot, but you didn't look at them yet. He says, I'm going to go test them. Amen. So now you about to go buy some animals. You don't know if they're sickly. You don't know if they're strong. You don't know if they're lame. You don't know nothing. You just bought five yoke of oxen to pull your plow and all of that type of stuff to fill in. And, and you haven't even looked at them yet. Amen. And see, that's the type of, of foolishness that I'm talking about right there. Um, who buys a car without test driving it? You know, amen. Hallelujah, God. See that type of stuff. And whatever you do, I'm gonna see, I, I, I know where you're coming from. I know you think. Let, let's let's revert back to this. Like I was talking to my wife a little earlier about this fornication thing. Many people feel that they need to live together to test it out to see if it's going to work before they get married and all of that. Well, if you are a man and a true man of God, a true woman of God, all you need is communication. 
communicate, communicate, communicate. You can work that thing out that way. You don't have to move in because there's too much temptation and y'all to be sleeping together. No, no, I'm going to be in one room. She's going to be in the next. No, you ain't fooling nobody. You ain't fooling nobody. You ain't going to have all that land in the next room and don't nobody get up and go in there. Amen. So you ain't fooling nobody with that. If you are looking for a spouse, if you are dating someone, you don't have to live together to see if it's going to work. The devil is a liar. Another trick of the enemy. You don't have to do that. Sex before marriage is fornication. You don't have to do that. You can communicate. You can talk about your likes and dislikes, things that you normally what you uh, uh, want to uh, happen in a household. Y'all can work that stuff out. Communicate and talk what you like and what you dislike, what you do, what you're not going to do and all of that type of stuff. And once you come to an agreement, if y'all been dating for a while and it is what it is, then it's time for somebody to pop the question and all of that and then go on from there. But in this case, you know, you test drive a car before you drive it and all of that type of stuff. Who buys a house without looking on the inside? You just see it from the outside. Oh, well, that's good enough for me. I'm buying that house right there. No, sir. You ain't going to do that. You at least going to go inside to check it out to see if there's any holes in the walls or anything or all kind of other stuff. Nobody buys a house without going inside and looking at it. Nobody just buys a house without looking at it, period, to see what it looks like. Oh, I just bought a house, but I ain't saw it yet. But I know it's going to be good when I get that. That's just, Come on now. When you talk about stuff like that, stop making excuses. When somebody invites you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to go ahead and accept Jesus. I ain't ready yet. Okay, now. Nobody knows what death is. Nobody knows where the death angel is coming. Hallelujah, God. You don't know. As I always say, I always say when you close your eyes for the final time, you never know when that day is going to come. You need to make sure that your house is in complete and total order before you uh, before you uh, breathe your last breath. Stray bullets are flying around, car crashes, different things, diseases, different things. Hallelujah. Come and can just take you out of here. Hallelujah. Some people even have surgery and die on the table right there. That's why that's so important <coughs> to pray when you have surgery. I don't care if it seems like it's routine. Things happen on the surgery on the table right there with doctors and whatnot. Things happen. You know, that doctor in the mess around and got high before he came there or whatever the case may be. You don't know what agenda he may have. For those of you old heads that can remember Dr. Kevorkian, he used to assist in suicides and different things of that. nature. you go into the hospital to get help or whatever the case may be and all this other stuff. And this man goes shoot air bubbles in your vein and kill you. There's was a bunch of mess with that going on back in the 90s. If anybody can remember Dr. Kevorkian, he was a doctor. And all of that type of stuff. So you don't take that stuff lightly when somebody has surgery. You pray that all is well, that God will guide the hands of the doctor to remove what needs to be removed or to put in what needs to be put in or whatever the case may be. You never take a surgery for granted and think about, well, this is routine. That's what the doctor does. That's what they train to do. No, you pray and you put it in God's hands that God would do the work, that God would guide the hands of the surgeon to do what needs to be done. Hallelujah, God. Never take that for granted. Amen, amen, amen. You never know when your last day on this earth is going to be. You got to get your house in order and people might be saved and sanctified or even watching this tonight. But what about Thursday and Friday and Saturday when somebody I get all the time where people might tell me from my job, from my Hickory Ridge community, all kinds of stuff. Man, I caught your service, man. I caught you doing Bible study and whatnot. Now, they weren't on the present line where I see their name on here, but they saw it later on. Now, somebody might be looking at this uh, tomorrow or the next day or over the weekend. And I'm asking you right now, I'm looking at you without blinking, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you have done so, then continue to live holy. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, then repent. 
ask God for forgiveness and to help you with your shortcomings. You can always get with me. You can message me. You can do all kinds of things. If you need prayer, we can do that. Hallelujah, God. We can pray for your shortcomings because all have fallen short. All have fallen short and come short of the glory. All have fallen and come short of the glory. We all have fallen. Nobody's perfect here. Hallelujah. I preach and teach the gospel. Amen. And I don't walk on water myself. Hey, I'm a human being. I get upset. I get mad. I get in the flesh. Hallelujah. Just like anybody else. But I have to ask God for forgiveness. I don't stay there. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless your holy name. I could have easily called pastor today and said, look, pastor, I just got back in town yesterday. I'm still trying to recover. Uh, could you please get Minister Coleman or Josh or somebody to do this for me and whatnot? But you know what? When duty calls as a man or woman of God, as a servant of the most high God, you have to do what you have to do and be glad to do it. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. I thank God for another opportunity to be before people. Amen. Because my pastor, the mighty woman of God, and my bishop, the, uh, the overseer, amen, Bishop John Robinson, amen. I thank God for them in Jesus' holy name. When, they, when your number is called, it's time for you to serve and time to pull up. As we say when in sports, for those of us that watch sports, when the main player is injured, what do we say? Next what? Next man up. Amen. That's how it is. Amen. I was supposed to do Bible study last Wednesday, but I had to go overseas and somebody else had to take over. Next Christian up. That's what we do. Next saint up. Next serving up. That's what we do. We are here to serve. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name, God. So when this one made an excuse, <clears throat> now, oh, check out this one now, mind you. Now, you know, it's, you know, I like to say it because I'm a man. I just say coming from a man's point of view. Hey, uh, uh, Sister Sonny, how you doing? Thank you for tuning in. And, and Sister Myers, amen. God bless you all for tuning in. Amen. Two mighty women of God right there. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Look at this one in verse 20. Still another said, I have married a wife. So this is coming from a male point of view. I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Now, this is Luke. 14 verse 20. Here's a man that's invited to a feast and says, I'm married, so therefore I cannot come. Once again, that's almost same thing like, oh boy, somebody invite me somewhere. Like, nah, man, I'm married. I'm going to just stay at the house. Not different than somebody inviting you to some foolishness or some mess like that. Or even if you just got married, you could be newlyweds. The point is, it was a feast. Bring your wife, bring your husband. Hey, baby, look, we've invited. If you don't have anything to do, want to just go to a cookout, just hang out. It's my employees or whomever it may be that's inviting you there. My goodness. Just go there and get a look. They know you, Christian. They know what you stand for, especially if you live in the life that you're supposed to. They know who you are. They know what you're about. They know you ain't trying to be around no marijuana, smoke and drugs and all of that type of stuff. Yes, it's going to be alcohol there. Yes, it's going to be maybe some cigarette smoke. Yes, it's going to be some R&B music and all of that type. You already know that coming in, depending on who the person that's throwing the party and whatnot. But they're telling you, especially, you know, if they're still yet a good person. They're asking you, they're inviting you. You know, I like to eat grilled food. I like to eat. I ain't turning down no food if I don't have to now. You know, if I'm available, I'm free. I'll go there. And whatnot. And if your spouse can't go, then bring them back a plate. But the point is, can you imagine that was the excuse why I can't come to the feast? Because I married a wife and I therefore cannot come. So the servant came back and reported all these things to his master. Now, this is Jesus talking. All this is written in red because he's giving the parable here. <clears throat> and then the master of the house said, being angry, 
and said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets, into the lanes of the city and bring all the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, bring all of them in. Now, with that being said, it's almost just like what's going on overseas with Jesus. There's a lot of history going on overseas with, with Jesus' people, with the Jews and all that. A lot of them don't believe that Jesus has already came back yet. I mean, that's just a lot of history. I ain't trying to go over nobody's head and whatnot, but a lot of them don't believe that Jesus has not come back yet. All of this stuff, like I said, Jesus is sitting here now, this is written in red. A lot of people don't believe that didn't happen. The point is, it's just like Apostle Paul was trying to get all of his people to be saved and accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior, and they wouldn't do it. He said he just threw his hands up. You know what? I'm going to the Gentiles, the non-Jews, us. So it's just like Jesus, like he, you're trying to invite your own your own kind to come here and they reject you. Even Jesus said, a man is not honored. A prophet is not honored in his own country. Hallelujah, God. In other words, you know, your own people don't even honor you. So you know what? I'll go outside of my race. I'll go outside of my people. I'll just get some. And that's what he's saying there. You know what? They don't want to come. You know what? We'll forget them then. That's why he says, go out and bring in everybody else. Amen. And the servant said, master, it is done as you commanded. And still there is room. There's room for you to come in. Heaven ain't full. Heaven ain't going to be too crowded for you to get in there. Hallelujah, God. Nobody will ever say there's enough saved people around here. If you ain't saved now, then just forget it. Nobody will ever say that. You already know it's not enough saved people. All you got to do is just go outside and get around a group of people. You'll find out who's saved and unsaved. When you hear all the foul language, you hear all the dirty jokes, when you hear all the, the liquor drinking and weed smoking and all, you'll know. And, whatnot. and ask yourself if there are enough saved people here. Ask yourself if there are enough people living right. Hallelujah, God. Just ask yourself that. Nobody would. That's why he said it's still room. Amen. It's not too late for you to get saved to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Who's going to tell you that their church is full? It's only standing room only, and you don't want to do all that standing. Just go to somebody else. Just go to somebody else's church. If a pastor heard somebody saying that, my God, especially a leader. Hallelujah, God. Ain't nobody going to tell you that they church is that crowded every Sunday. That's why churches have two, sometimes three services and whatnot. It's no excuse. It's no excuse to be in the house of the Lord. None, 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 none. Just go, please, and get some word in you. Hallelujah, God. Yes, you can watch it on TV. Yes, you can listen to the radio. You can do those things if you're working or whatever the case may be, or you're sick and don't want to come and spread no germs. That's one thing. If you are completely well and you are not working, come to the house of the Lord. Amen. You got an open invite to come to my church. Amen. Here in Columbia, at 2208 East Boundary Road runs right off of Percival Road. Amen. Hallelujah. You can even get it off of Decker Boulevard. Or certainly just put it in your GPS. 2208 East Boundary Road, and it'll take you right there. We start at 1045. Bless your holy name, God. 1215, 12 something, we done with it. Amen. Hallelujah, God. We done praised God. We done magnified. We done sung some songs. We done got the word. We done give God his praise and honor. Amen. And you know what? We done. Because you know, Pastor, they have to, they got another service. See, they got double duty. They got another service to go ahead and start at two o'clock in Newberry. That's why I tell people all the time because before they even add, well, how long you be in there? You know how many times I done had that say it to me? When you invite somebody to church, how long you going to be in there? You know, people still with that, how long you going to be in there? Hallelujah, God. You know, especially with men. I don't know, maybe women might ask it too, but you got a lot of uh, football heads and people like to watch football in this type of season. They will even ask that when it's not football season, amen, because there's always something going on and whatnot. But they will ask, how long y'all going to be in there? Now? You know, so, see, people, they do that type of foolishness. 
And you know what I told him? I said, we start at 1045, bro, right around 12, 15 or so, give or take. We pretty much be out of there anywhere between 12 and 1230. I pass them. They have another service in Newberry at 2 o'clock. They got to get on the road. They got to get up there. So we can't be in there all that long. See, that's my pitch. That's my pitch. Hallelujah, God. And I'm going to keep pitching it that way. Amen. Just get in there. As Bishop used to say back in the day, just get them in there and let God handcuff them. Let the Holy Ghost handcuff them when they get in there. Hallelujah, God. You might be surprised. You might absolutely love what you see in here and you might want to stay there for a while. Hallelujah. I ain't talking about that day, but I mean coming back week after week after week. Amen. Bless your holy name, God. So the man, the servant went out there into the field. Amen. Hallelujah, God. And he invited all the people. And now, and I'm going to tell you, Jesus is not petty, but he got a right to say what he said. Now, I'll get to that in a minute. There's still room. Verse 23. Then the master said unto the servant, go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. And Jesus has every right to say that. And that's not being petty. He then gave you the invite. He told you to come and you rejected him by 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 excuses. An excuse is a rejection. If you ask Jesus for or if you uh, uh, is, and, and ask to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you come up with, well, I ain't ready yet. Um, I still like to drink. Um, I still like to chase women. I still like to do what I do. Hallelujah. That's a rejection. Call it what you will. Amen. Now, an invite invitation to church. I don't know, boy. It's gonna be it's gonna be raining cats and dogs out there, and it's gonna be cold out there. You know, I'm man, it might be an accident. I don't want to get out there and all of that. You know, like okay, all right. I just asked. You know, it was a brother. I was a guy I used to ask all the time, and what he would. He was a good guy. He's not there no. That was years and years ago because I haven't seen him. I think he was retired. You ask him to come to church, and he will give you the same answer every time. He'll say. I'm going to try and get there. I'm not going to promise you. I ain't going to make no promises, but I'll try and get there if I ain't got nothing going on. And see, some people say that, you know, I ain't going to make no promises, but I'll see what's going on instead of just going there. You know, me, uh, back doing when I didn't have Holy Ghost address, when I wasn't nowhere near Jesus Christ at that time, as far as having him in my heart, people would ask me to go to church. And if I ever got asked I went. I never made an excuse. And I've said this testimony several times before. And I say, no matter how hard I parted on Saturday night, how much liquor I drank, I know if you asked me, because I wasn't going to go to church on my own. I should have, but I didn't. Growing up in holiness and apostolic, I knew I was supposed to be somewhere on Sunday at a church, even if I'm hundreds of miles away from Columbia. Sunday was another day, just like the day is Wednesday. Sunday was another day to me. I didn't regret it, didn't feel no shame, no nothing. It was just another day. But if you invited me, I would go. When I was in Germany, I got invited. I think a couple, I might have went to two church services. I mean, I'm not proud of that, but I was only invited just a couple of times. I'm quite sure if those men of God knew that I would come, if they invited me, I probably would have got invited more. Uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. Two years I was out there from 1994 to 1996, I ain't made it to one church service on Sunday. Not one. And I'm not proud of that. Nobody never invited me. I never went. And that's just, and there was some men of God in my company. And I'm not blaming them for that. I'm not. They were good men. That's on me. I'm grown. I should have woke up and whatnot. Like, you know what? I'm going to go to church today somewhere. But, but I didn't. 
That's in the past. Now that I was back in the nine. I didn't do it. When I was in Korea, one year in Korea, got invited one time, went one time. Now my roommate, <laughs> my man now, you know, that my roommate, he was something else now. You know, he was just like me. You know, we roommates, we doing our thing and whatnot, drinking and stuff, but he would go. And he would play, who's that, Will and Neil Johnson? He would the VHS. For some of you young heads don't know nothing about a VHS. He popped that VHS in and sometime and played Will and Neil Johnson on there. I put in Mighty Clouds of Joy, one of them. Um, and he would play that and we would so I'd sit there and look at it with him and whatnot. But he would go to church and whatnot or over there in Korea from time to time. Didn't go every Sunday, but he would go a good bit. Me, I stayed in the room. I could have went with him, but I didn't. <laughs> I look back at it now and be like, why well, I just didn't go to church with him. But I didn't go. Fort Knox, Kentucky. Now, this is what my wife will tell you. Uh, there was a guy, he did invite me, and I went. So I guess he figured, uh, he went. Let me ask him again. So he asked me again. Okay. I went that second Sunday. But see, it was right about the time when I was getting out in the Army. And today, my wife will even tell you, say, yeah, they, they, were, they were trying to get him. I believe my husband would have stayed in the Army. They probably eventually would have got him because they invited. I think I went two Sundays in a row, two or three. Even I was like, after that second time, like, wait a minute now. All right, now. I went one time. But he, I went again because I said, if you asked me, I would go and whatnot. But the point is now, here it is right now. But he said that they was invited. He said they will not taste my supper. My God. And he got the right to say that, and that's not being petty. My goodness. But, you know, this is a parable. But see, he's trying to put something out there now and whatnot. Because if he invites you to accept him as his Lord and Savior and you reject him and you die, then that's it. You're not going to taste his supper. You're not going to be there where we all having communion together at that table with Christ. Hallelujah, God. You're not going to be there. This could be a wailing and a gnashing of teeth. All of that garbage about it's hell here on earth. I know I'm going to heaven. Okay. You keep believing that garbage if you want to. And I don't keep telling you. I told you once. I told you a hundred times. Only God can judge me. You can't. Only God can judge me. Okay. And I like that. I think I put it on Facebook one day. You keep saying only God can judge me. And you know what? One day he will. You better listen to us mere mortal humans out here when we tell you to stop doing what you're doing. And you need to start doing A, B, and C. Amen. Keep showing, keep, uh, keep talking about you judging me and all this type of fooling. Only God can judge me. All right. Because I ain't going to keep bothering you. You keep saying that you ain't going to be rejecting me in my face too much. Now, if I didn't offer salvation to you, and then you need to stop. You need to give your liver a break. Let's quit drinking all that liquor and carrying on. Give your lungs a break, filling it up with all that smoke all the time with your lungs. Your lungs are supposed to be pink and yours about as black as kings for charcoal. You need to stop that mess. Put some cancer creep up in there. Now you got lung cancer and all that. That man, you don't want to go like that. Can't hardly breathe. I got to get a hole in your throat and, and can't talk. And you know how that is when you got to do that with your with your voice and all of that type of stuff. Look, hell is real. That's a place you don't want to go because hell is going to be tossed into the lake of fire. It tells you that in the book of Pro uh, Revelations. Death and hell would be tossed in the lake of fire. J uh, hell is just a holding place. You know, just like jail. Jail is not your final destination. Prison is, you know, and the lake of fire is a prison. And hell is going to be tossed into that. It says that in Revelations. Hallelujah, God. That's not. And why you in hell, you just ain't sitting there comfortable. You miserable. It's a place of torment, as it says, and whatnot. Nobody wants to be tormented. Hallelujah, God. So when somebody invites you to go to church or to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you better think long and hard about that. And whatnot, because you might say, just like when I did, when I was fine, when I was asked, it was it was that time. 
In November 2003, when it was presented, it was time and I accepted. You're not going to stop cussing the same day. You're not going to stop drinking the same day. You're not going to stop chasing women the same day. It's a process, but you got to want to do it as well. You got to ask God to help you with them things that you know that's a disconnect to God. You got to ask God for help. Help me with this lust, Father God. Help me with this drinking. Help me with this smoking because I know this ain't what you want me to do. Hallelujah, God. I give my life to you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you are the son of the living God. Hallelujah, God. You confess with your mouth. You believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. That's all you have to do when you repent is just a, just turning your, just turn your life around there. Just turning away. Just turning. Just turn it around. That's all. You change your way of thinking, repenting and all of that type of stuff. And after a while, that's what I said. When you accept Jesus, you are a new creature. Old things have passed away. I don't lay up in my bed at night, wish on Saturday night, tell my boy I showed Mr. Club scene. No, I'm grown. If I want to go to the club, I go. But I don't have no desire to go there because I done been to enough of them. Ain't been the one since 2003 and don't need to go to none because what's in there? Trouble. What's in there? Death. That's exactly what's in there. That's exactly what's up in there. Devil, I want to go to a strip club for. I got a wife at the house. She got everything that woman up there on that stage got. Everything. So you better check yourself while you're about to go check out Diamond and Champagne and Spice and Honey and Sugar and all them crazy names that they got. You better check yourself. Hallelujah, God. Especially you men. That's what I'm talking about. Especially if you're married. And if you're single, stay your butt at the house. Get into a book, a Bible, read, go to a church. Somebody always has something going on. There's something to do other than to go to them places that can pull you back in the muck and the mire. If Jesus delivered you out of that, you stay out of that. Hallelujah, God. Because the enemy is just fishing. He's putting that bait on that hook and he's trying to see if you'll bite. And when you bite it, he's going to reel you in. And now he got you. He's going to get his hooks back in you and you don't want that. And this time he get his hooks in you. He ain't going to let go because you was one of his faithful soldiers and he going to try and do all that he can to keep you out there. He'll even put another woman or a man in your life, depending on what sex you are. He'll put a woman or a man in your life that'll keep you away from the house of the Lord. You getting ready to go to church and you're like, no, no, let's stay in. Let's watch a movie. Let's stay in together. Let's just chill together. We ain't hardly seen each other all week long because we've been working. Now we got time to stay together. The opposite sex can mess around and get you in a whole lot of trouble. You know if you're supposed to be in the house of the Lord, that's where you're supposed to be, period. You know you're supposed to be in there. When Jesus delivered you from something, you stay delivered. Don't be like with like the backslide when it says a dog will return back to his vomit. Don't go back to that vomit. Who wants to eat up their vomit? An animal does that. That's just giving you like uh, an example of what that is, that a dog will return to his vomit. The pig will go back to the mire, to the mud and all of that. You ain't no pig and you ain't no dog, so don't do that. Hallelujah, God. When God has delivered you out of that mess, you stay out of it. Yes, you will be tempted. I'm not going to tell you that you're not. Everybody's tempted. I get tempted. Amen. To drink that mad dog again that I used to be on. Amen. I get tempted when I see it in the stores. I see it. Amen. But I don't want to just go in and get it. But I'm tempted, you know, by the new flavors and all that that they got coming out. And they didn't advertise liquor on billboards when I was drinking. They advertise liquor now on billboards when you drive and you see some Crown Royal in the purple bag and all kind of other stuff. They didn't do that back when I was drinking. They didn't deliver. They, they, they didn't advertise like that. You couldn't buy alcohol on Sundays. Amen. At least now you can buy beer, but you can't buy liquor. Oh, I guess you're doing God a favor by not serving any liquor on, on Sundays outside of the post. Other than that, you would go on Fort Jackson or whatever to get your uh, beer and liquor and all of that type of foolishness. Amen. Hallelujah, God.
stay away from it if you've been delivered from it. I don't have a taste for it. And I pray to God continue to give uh, to take that taste out of my mouth, no matter what the devil try and do. Stay away from it. Amen. God is great and greatly to be praised. I pray that everybody got something out of this today. Amen. If you are a man or woman of God, you continue to invite people to your church. Amen. And it's just not about my church. Just go to a church somewhere that's teaching and preaching the gospel. I just want to see your life right. I just want to see you saved and sanctified. Don't have to be my church. I gave you the invite to my church. If you want to go there, I gave you the address and I'll do it again. But Please get in the Bible-based church that's teaching and preaching the gospel, amen, and learn all that you can. And when you're not in church, amen, stay in this word, read your word, read the word, read, read, read. And whatever you don't understand, you get with somebody who you know that can understand and break it down. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, God. It doesn't have to be King James. You got New King James Version. You got Amplified. You got uh, NIV. You got Message Bible. You got so many different Bibles, Revised English Version. There's so many Bibles out there that can speak just regular English where they don't say thou and thus and though and all of that. They'll say you and yours and all kind of other things and he and she and all of that type of stuff. You know, uh, is a part where well, Elijah crossed the, the Jordan. We about to close. And when the water was divided in the King James, it said the water went hither and thither, <laughs> hither and thither. Now you looking in the English version is probably just tell you that the water just divided or it parted. And you already know what that means. King James says hither and thither. Me and the guy, we laughed about that was some years ago. I said, what that word? What that mean? You'll love the word so much you can't laugh about it and whatnot like King James because we don't talk and speak in the king's language like that no more. So people have used used that for and I don't understand about and what they have English speaking Bibles, English word Bibles that you can read. There is absolutely no excuse. None. You buy everything else, buy you an English uh, uh, word Bible. Yes, Bibles can get expensive. They got study Bibles and all. They can be up to $100. You can, they can, they can be up to $100. They can be $50, whatever. But it's up to you and how much you want to learn and the knowledge that you're willing to gain. Amen. God bless each and every last one of you. Thank you for tuning in. God bless my pastor and my bishop, the big bad bishop, triple B, Bishop Robinson, for tuning in. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, pastor, the mighty woman of God. Amen. Thank each and every last one of you for tuning in. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Nathaniel Richardson, thank you, Nate. Amen. God bless you, man. Amen. My future deacon in training right there. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Step up to the plate, boy. Time for you to get that badge of honor pinned on you to hold that office of deacon. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah, God. I'm just messing with you. It'll be in due time. Um, we're going to go ahead and pray, and we're going to go ahead and um, get on up out of here. I'll give you some other information. Amen. After prayer. Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. Hallelujah, God, for your glory, for your grace, for your mercy mercy. We thank you for your presence for this Bible study on tonight in Jesus' holy name. God, thank you and bless each and every one that tuned in to hear this word on tonight. God, order their steps and use them for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And those that will watch tomorrow and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, bless them, Heavenly Father. They just hit play in Jesus' holy name when it pops up on their on their page, Heavenly Father, Lord, that they would take the time out, God. Take 35, 40 minutes of their day that's in a 24-hour day. Take a few minutes 
to hear the word of God and bless them, Heavenly Father. And I pray that it's life-changing for them, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless your holy name. Lord, we love you and praise you and give you honor because you are worthy to be praised. Yes, you are. In Jesus' holy name, in Jesus' name, the name above every name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, 2208 East Boundary Road is the location of our church, amen. Um, dollar sign, RCOM, R-C-O-M, 1999, that's Restoration Community Outreach Ministries, dollar sign, R-C-O-M, amen, that is 1999, that's our uh, Cash App page, if you ever want to donate anything, believe me, it's not going in the pastor's pocket, it's going where it's supposed to be, amen, hallelujah, God, right in the bank account where it's supposed to be, so we can use that for things that we need, Amen. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, God. Thank you, Jesus. People use too many excuses about pastors and money and all that. Like I talked about, it's just one excuse after another. And that foolishness, that's what it is. Foolishness needs to stop. We're having a fall festival this weekend up in Newberry. Amen. You are invited to that. We have some stuff online. You go to Restoration's uh, website. You can go to my website. Amen. Or whatever the case may be. If you want to know more about it, just ask me and I'll give you the address. It's going to be some good hot dogs. Don't nobody make no chill like our pastor do. Amen. Some good chili dogs. I'm looking forward to that. Amen. DJ, my son would go, but he got to continue to watch my daughter's dogs. And when he already you will bring me back some hot dogs. Yeah, man, we go bring you some hot dogs back. Amen. Hallelujah. God. Um, 2615 Johnstone Street up there in Newberry, two o'clock service for uh, faith deliverance under the leadership of uh, Bishop Robinson. Two mighty ministers up there, the Coleman's. Amen. A powerful couple. Amen. Minister Toronto, Minister Shannon, amen, a mighty man and woman of God that can teach like it ain't nobody's business, amen, teach the gospel, amen, God bless them, amen, my favorite minister, our musician, the baddest organ player in all the land, amen, Minister Joshua Robinson, our favorite minister, amen, hallelujah, guys, so you come to Restoration of Faith Deliverance, pick, take your pick, you go get some word in you, you go get some good music, you go get some good singing, amen, and we're going to be glorifying God, amen, <clears throat> everybody have a good night. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Amen. I got to go back to work tomorrow. I've been off for six days. I am not looking forward to that. I can't wait till I retire in four years. I can't get here fast enough. Amen. Bless your holy name. I'll be back at work tomorrow trying to set a good holy example. Amen. Amen. God bless each and every last one of you. Amen. I love you, but God loves you more. If you need some word or need some uh, prayer or anything, just go ahead and hit me up. Thank you all. And God bless each and every last one of you. Good night.